This is the Atomic Shoreman Sweat Lodge. He's controversial. Boy, Bay, shut it down. Some say antisocial. You guys are unironically making me want to fucking hang myself. If there's a OSHA regulation, he's doing exactly what the feds want you to. He's violating it. This is totally not legal advice, but like, ignore every law that is annoying for you. The man they call Windigo. Offensive, shocking, racist, and most importantly, unfunny as hell. There's no humor or jokes other than black people bad, racism funny, slurs funny, etc. If you're 12 years old or under, maybe you'll find some enjoyment. If you're an adult, you'll not find much here. Her milkers bring the boys to the yard. I'm gonna go out and get plastered tonight so that I can make a bunch of good decisions. She has dank memes and weed. And I can grab the link if you guys want it. But she can aid your spiritual realm needs. How many coincidences before it's mathematically impossible? She's Brandy. And you're listening to shit and you're letting your kids listen to it. Worship Travis Scott. Worship Travis Scott. Travis Scott is amazing. Travis Scott loves you. Everything is Travis Scott. Travis Scott world. Astro world. This is the place to be. Blah, 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 blah. He's the resident sound hound. Have you ever seen a prolapsed anus before? <laughs> the audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. Damn. Fixed in post-editing, bitches. You can find him in luchador tights. I'm young and reckless. Hell yeah. The man of a thousand sound bites. Do not clip that. That's terrible. Give it up for Van Rollington. They're committing blood rituals for Trump and for the white race. Ugh. <laughs> The graphics guru of digital visuals. Okay, so we're gonna move on to the meat and potatoes of the show. He puts the ass in aesthetics. And someone accused me of being a rabbi more times than I can count. The tribal chief himself. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. Klaus Newhouse. It started off like very interesting and then it started getting really degenerate towards the end, you know. Special guests. He refused an intro because it would give away too much information. You can't. It's Manny Fash Destiny. Stop looking for me. Quit following me. Hailing from Neckbeardia. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we're going to be see the magic flame. He's an expert on the weird obsession with goblin short stack waifus. Ah, the goblin slayer. He maintains the balance of between lizard titties and catboy bussy. We got human biddies, we got lizard biddies, we got orc biddies, oni biddies, cat bussies, we've got everything you want. His only vice is rolling dice. Sim! 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 What y'all know about Sim? Pay me! He's moderator mostly. I could uh, do crap like this too to make my channel unique, but I don't need to do any of that shit. I make my channel unique very simply by the words that I say, how I say them, and the fact that I can expose bullshit in just about everyone. I don't need mood lighting, I don't need dark clothing, I don't need any of this crap. It's destroyed Dick December, and White Boy Summer remains. This is the Atomic Shoreman Sweat Lodge. Well, another week's gone by. We're missing a couple of people, but the show must go on. So, a plumber working on Joel Osteen's The Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, found almost 500 envelopes full of cash and checks stashed in a wall. The plumber broke the news on a local morning radio show. There was a loose toilet in the wall, and we removed the tile. The plumber said to KLT FM Radio that we went to go remove the toilet. And I moved and saw some insulation away, and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. And I was like, oh, wow. 
So I went ahead and contacted the maintenance supervisor that was there, and I turned it all in, the plumber continued. The Houston Police Department revealed that the envelopes could be related to a seven-year-old case involving the disappearance of $600,000, according to KPRC. There was about $25,000 reward for information that would lead to the suspect's arrest. Joel Osteen rewarded the plumber with $20,000, and it couldn't be confirmed that this was an Italian plumber, and I believe I have a clip of this. Uh, let me set it up so you guys can watch. That's hustling, baby. I was going to say, dude, like, ah, uh, yes, obvious attempts at avoiding paying taxes or something are obvious. Yeah, I'm sure they cashed in on uh, Joel Goldstein's retirement fund right there. If the plumber was smart, he would have kept the money for himself. He should have. All, that's all I got to say about that one. He was probably an actual Christian. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I so mean, here it, we figures, go. it figures that the guy that handles your shit Secret is the most honest. <laughs> That's something about this world, doesn't it? <laughs> Just a VTuber acquiring shekels. Oh, fuck, right? <laughs> I had to use that clip. I thought it was perfect. It's good. It's good. Get the money. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, that goes for a later story. <laughs> You're uh, revealing too much. Oy vey, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. So CNN fires Chris Como after it revealed that he used his sources to dig up dirt on women accusing his brother, Andrew Como, of sexual misconduct. And this wow. is clearly a case of Italian discrimination. Yeah, this is, this wow. is anti-Italian discrimination, I tell you what. Ah, uh, forget about it, Tone. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. They're clearly very Italian men with their giant schnozzes, you know what I'm saying? Oh, fuck, right? Get the uh, extra sausage right here. Ow! Oh, but they show I like Gabagool, too. I'm just like you, fellow Italians. So, um, traces of cocaine were found near Boris Johnson's private office and all over his sites in British Parliament. And I think we know... Now the secret to his wild hairstyle. <laughs> that explains why the queen's lived so long. Shit. It's only uh, her, the only reason her heart continues to pump is all the cocaine <laughs> in her system. So a uh, Greek Orthodox priest shouted, Pope, you are a heretic. At Francis was entering the archbishop prick in Athens. There was also a talk that he will have to start up a conclave as... News of uh, the Pope's allegedly dying. Now, I'm not sure if this has anything to do with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, but wouldn't that be a coincidence? That would be. This makes my hands go rubby, 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 harder. Fuck. So, uh, a man who collects World War II military equipment was transported to the hospital. He said he somehow oh, lost balance while walking around with no pants on and accidentally landed on a howitzer cannon ammo. Which was on the floor, and it just got stuck into his anus. Uh, doctors removed it, but they had their doubts about the man's story was not the whole truth. And uh, I got that from a Finnish website, so I actually don't know the country of origin. Just fucking slap That was him. in Britain. That was in Britain. Anglo moment. Yeah, it would have been funny if it actually went off inside. The Anglo cries out in pain as he pegs himself. Shut the fuck oh, up, Jesus. Fucking wrecked. <laughs> so Alec Baldwin and his wife uh, both deleted their Twitter accounts after his ABC Tell All interview. And this just shows that you can bully celebrities off social media, and we should encourage people to do it more often. 
yeah. bully celebrities. I don't know, last time I got... Bullying celebrities is how I've got banned from Twitter both times I've gotten banned from Twitter, though. So I don't know if that's a good idea. So, Sony Interactive hey. Entertainment fired senior Vice President George Cacioppo after he allegedly appeared in amateur pedophile sting video. So, People vs. Preds is a YouTube channel dedicated to exposing individuals attempting to groom and solicit sex from children. So this includes masquerading as underage users, and uh, they claimed this individual in their latest video was Senior Vice President of PlayStation Network, George Cacioppo. And the group used a decoy on what appears to be a gay dating site, uh, Grinder. and uh, if you know who Roots Calhoun is, you can ask him about it. So dated October 10th and December 3rd, the alleged chat logs show who they claim uh, to be Cacioppo, seeking oral sex from someone he believed was a 15-year-old boy. And, uh, is this what people got to do to get a PS5? I mean, yeah, baby! <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I heard they didn't have any games like, on it. Fuck, yeah, $20 is $20. I'm going to be honest, man. It's just... It's the Gamer World's favorite gaming system. So <laughs> I, don't know I, I thought that was RN. Xbox. Eh, Xbox has Halo. Halo's a very implicitly white game. So, uh, AI robot programmed to give ethical advice turns racist and homophobic after studying 1.7 million real-life human examples. And, uh, this makes me miss Tay.ai. And I can't imagine what would happen to a real android if we allowed it to interact with our guys. Oh, God. The Sarco Suicide Capsule passes legal review in Switzerland. A 3D printed capsule destined for the use in assisted suicide may legally be operated in Switzerland, according to advice obtained from Exit International, the organization that developed the Sarco machine. Now, I just wonder if it's coin-operated like the ones in Futurama, but these things (laughs) do have windows, so you could probably watch the person die if you're outside of them. Pretty cool if it was actually like the suicide booth in Futurama, and you see like chainsaws come in. Oh jeez! To get so, to work. This oh, next one's about a school shooter of a different kind. So, a male student at Brentwood High School in Tennessee masturbated in class and ejaculate got on three female students in class. The school would not address the occurrence, stating that he has an IEP, which I have no idea what that is. Maybe it's a letter from his mother that gives him permission. I don't know. That's but parents a, are called. Uh, that's an a sped tool. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, if you're a sped, you get put on an IED individual <laughs> education program. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. So parents were told that they could file a complaint if they want to cause trouble, aside from being a biohazard and risking health the, of the students in classroom being incredibly traumatized. For all the students in the classroom, being ejaculated on in class by a classmate who yeah. is just sexual assault at best, and uh, no word if he was wearing a skirt, animal ears, or a programmer socks when this went on. Chances are good he was wearing at least the socks. Yeah, yeah if you can drop it off, that'd be fine. Maybe still just looking it. at this Cambodian breast milk thing as we talk, right. and I'm just kind of bothered. <laughs> oh, that, that story's not up yet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Oregon governor signs a bill removing reading, writing, and math requirements for high school kids to help students of color. And uh, just chalk it up another reason to homeschool your kids. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a racist thing, even though they're trying to claim they're doing good things for people. Well, that's well, the they, worst they, they know of... it's true. They know, like, the same things we do. They just pretend they don't. Yeah, to me, in in my opinion... 
the racism you see out of these fucking weird leftoids is the racism it's like reverse soft racism almost where they're they're looking at these people and they're saying oh you don't even have enough mental capacity to have responsibility for your own life so we'll just take care of you it's like dude fuck off let people live it runs with that old uh turn of the century cartoon where they say uh all this stuff's the burden of the white man if you've seen it mm-hmm mm-hmm so our next story, uh, Juicy Smoye was found guilty on five of six felony counts. The jurors came out in red ball caps and yelled, this is MAGA country. Juicy Smoye can now rest easy knowing his attacker has been convicted. But you know what? They haven't even sentenced the guy yet. And I'm wondering if he's going to get a presidential pardon since his aunt happens to be vice president of the United States. Uh, I think they have to give him at least a year. Well, he's part of the... Uh... He's part of the enemy tribe. In Illinois, you can at least get um, 50% of your sentence. So he'll at least do six months. But since he lied under perjury and he has prior convictions from California, or not convictions, but he lied to a cop in California about a DUI. So they might give him at least two years so that he does the minimum of a year. Yeah, that'd be good. I think that's, I think that's honestly, it's not really that big of a deal. It's just shitlib being shitlib. And he's a member of the enemy tribe, so. I'm sure he would enjoy prison. I mean, I hear it's a fun time. He could father uh, pipe-hitting brothers that uh, like to party the way he does. Yeah, baby! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, former and current Activision Blizzard employees continue to come forward with their stories of discrimination and gender abuse this week. So, including multiple employees claiming that the company was uh, particularly abusive to breastfeeding workers. Now, according to a new thread posted by Jessica Gonzalez, Wednesday depicting accusations from a Blizzard Woman Discord server, breastfeeding workers were forced to sit on the floor to pump, given unsanitary tables and unsafe power outlets, and even had their breast milk repeatedly stolen from refrigerators that were supposed to be locked. Obviously, they're just Well, jealous. I actually had a link to this guy who posted this thread in one of the chans, and he claimed – it looks like he's the guy who was stealing the breast milk because he claims he was a gym bro, and he was taking it for the gains, and he claimed, oh, it's only taking about 200 cc's a week. You know, he would steal it from the, the locked uh, refrigerator in the employee break room. <laughs> baby crying noises. And I actually got a clip of that right now. And here's the video footage. It's 100% Cambodian, yeah? <laughs> it's the real shit. Rest me. You made my day. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, I hope that isn't Papa's. No. I mean, hopefully not. Whatever. I think it should be fine. It's like warriors come out and play, but just titty <laughs> So, here's our last story. The, sh- <gasps> the real spirit of the episode. So, the arsonist who allegedly torched the Fox News Christmas tree was freed from his arraignment Wednesday night because his charges were not eligible for bail under new liberal reform laws. So, I didn't do it, claimed Craig Tamanaha. 49 claimed uh, to reporters outside the Manhattan Criminal Court after being asked about 
the early morning arson that caused about $500,000 of damages outside the Midtown building that houses Fox News. The Wall Street Journal and the New York Post. The suspect was charged with multiple misdemeanor charges as he allegedly was responsible for setting the artificial tree on fire with a piece of cardboard that was on fire initially. Now, this arsonist who allegedly torched the tree was freed after his arraignment because uh, he was not eligible for bail. And he denied the arson and hurled obscenities at the reporters before asking them for a cigarette, which sounds pretty based. Yeah, I like this guy. And uh, he yelled, um, the moms that want to rape their fucking daughters, they're the ones who sell it on fire. And uh, he was also allegedly exposing himself outside of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial last week. <laughs> what a king. <laughs> now, now, I think this guy is a patsy. I don't think he's really the guy who set it on fire. Now, hear me out. I think this is the work of the elves. As retaliation for review bombing Seth Rogen's Santa Incorporation movie. Elf lives don't matter. So, on to our subject. Uh, we got our guest here, Moderator Bosley. What can you tell us about what you have to bring this episode? He's muted. Hoss. Hoss. You there, Hoss? Damn. Effing chat. Hello. Okay, Okay, he's back. I left a message in chat that I had to pee. Oh. I didn't (laughs) (laughs) Hi. What's up? (laughs) So you you had something about an Icelandic giant or goblin or troll or something? Well, what I had was... I had some reading on the Christmas cat and his jacked up family. Okay. So, okay, I'm sure you all have heard of the Christmas cat. Little asshole, giant asshole, likes to find Norwegian kids and Icelandic kids that haven't gotten new clothes to wear for Christmas and devour them. Mm. Well, it turns out that there's a reason he's like that. So... Oh dear, he lives with his with his family, the Yule Lads, and oh, I can't even pronounce that word. <laughs> Hold on a second, I'm looking at the translator. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, it's gone. Grilla, that's it. Uh, so Grilla is the mother of the Yule Lads, who are. These Icelandic trolls that, you know, the Yule Lads are tricksters and they used to terrorize children's, grown-ups, animals. Um, Their specialty was, like, for instance, they used to like to harass sheep. Um, Well, I mean, what Muslim doesn't, but anyway. And a lot of, a lot of just general weirdness involved with the two, with the with the Yule family in general. Um, They're all giants. They're all trolls. They're all pretty well evil. And from what it looks like, Grilla hasn't eaten children in at least 200 years. Although that kind of is a weird detail. You think these could be Nephilim? I kind of do. I mean, like a leftover family, maybe. 
it's just a really weird story, especially because the giant cat, like, we've had giant cats on this planet in history, sure, but even the biggest giant cat, an ancient saber-toothed tiger, got nowhere close to the size that the Yule Cat is described to be. Uh, let me see here. The size of a house. <laughs> that's, that's a big kitty cat. I would not mess with that. Uh, let's see. It looks like they often like to, in Scandinavian folklore, they like to call it the troll cat as well. Um, and it looks like there were some shamanic rituals involving making up, you know, basically a fursuit to ward off the, ward off the Yule cat. That's really weird. Early furries. Yeah, I was about to say, I hope they don't have uh, fuzzy ears and striped socks as well. <laughs> I can think oh, of right God. now, like, Paul Bunyan and the giant cow, except now it's a giant cat. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, um, Grilla is often... Oh, I've lost my place in my notes again. Holy shit. So... Grilla is described as either an ogress or a troll woman who mothered the 13 Yule lads. Um, she comes from the mountains each Christmas Eve, striding side by side with the Yule cat to devour naughty children. The origins of Grilla is almost as obscure as the Yule cat, but apparently rooted in the Middle Ages and maybe even a little bit further. Uh, the Stirlinger Saga, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. S-T-U-R-L-U-N-G-A saga makes mention of the name, apparently referring to a specific figure, uh, figure rather than a species. In Apua, attached to, wow, that's a name, Snorri Sturlson's 1179-1241 Skald Caps Parmal language of poetry, Grilla is named alongside other troll women. It kind of definitely points towards, at the very least, a lost race of giants, if not Niflheim or some other related category. Especially the inhu the inhumanly strong, giant, and lustful parts, and the cannibalistic, because that just screams evil. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds something uh, antediluvian. It really does, uh... Oh, jeez. I had so many notes, and now they're all jumbled the hell up. Were you oh, using Notepad or something else? Yeah, yeah, I was using Notepad, and Word, word Wrap got jacked up. Uh, okay. Apparently, by the middle of the 17th century, the tradition of Grilla had become tied to that of the Yule Lads as a much milder version of Grilla, but still mo a lot more mischievous than Santa. The tradition date, dates back to ancient times and is believed to come from eastern Iceland. They were much nastier back then, perhaps sharing the same dark nature as their reputed mother and other trollish creatures. But nowadays, they've become most almost nice, especially when compared to Grilla and the cat. For a start, they stopped eating children. That's that's a hell of a drug, isn't it? I wonder where else they're going to get their adrenochrome fix from. So the the Yeltons are over here eating adrenochrome. God, giant hands rubbing in the dark is a scary thought. <laughs> yeah, I think Hillary Clinton took their supply away from Haiti. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, man, it's the Can you imagine how many gallons of pure blood you'd get out of a giant child? Holy shit. <laughs> One way to find out what I'm kidding. Uh, let's see. It looks like they do still punish children when they're naughty, but mostly it's stuff like leaving rotten vegetables in their socks or cloves of garlic. Um, every once in a while, good children are even rewarded gifts. Uh, now, just because the Yule Lads have calmed down does not mean that Grilla nor the Yule Cat have calmed down either. Those two are still on a tear, apparently. Yule Cat, apparently his last victim, it is claimed to have been eaten sometime in the late 1970s. 78 or 79, I think. And apparently there was an eyewitness, but this person refused to identify themselves? I wouldn't either. Holy hell. <laughs> That's like a very weird and very specific thing to see. I'll say that. I much. mean, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that they're lying, but they might have a really good imagination. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, you, you, we don't know what they're drinking up there, you know. Well, I mean, I they're can foraging for mushrooms, <laughs> drinking moonshine. Yeah. They're 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 out volcanic of islands. So I don't know what they have out there. Well, I mean, I've read of hallucinogenic mushrooms being brewed into all sorts of alcoholic beverages out that way, so, you know. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Mm. They call it liquor, they call it potato water. So, oh, uh, God. Did, you have, did you have any more uh, about this Grilla? Grilla is the one that I found the most interesting out of the whole group, because she appears to be the mother figure. And there doesn't appear to be a father figure. Um, so that kind of that kind of piqued my interest a little. I've been trying to find any sort of information on any father for the Yule lads. And well, he I just he just went out to get milk anything. and cigarettes. He'll be back any time now. Shit. <laughs> I was gonna say like she seems a lot like. She seems a lot like Ymir, and Ymir's like an androgynous mm -hmm. figure where it's like, oh, it's like the Earth God, but it's never actually specified that it's really like a woman. Yeah. You know, it just kind of just kind of creates life out of nothing. Yeah, so. that uh, auto-generation of life is kind of weird. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. through the villain wiki right at the moment. Oh, okay. It looks like there is a name. Her third husband named Le, Le Pauli, who lives in Dimborger <laughs> in a okay. lava fields in a cave. Yeah, yep. I've heard about that place. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's her third husband, so she must have eaten the other two poor bastards. <laughs> it is a possibility. Unfortunately, with cannibals, it's always a possibility. You know, that's why cannibals just just plain don't give each other head. Uh -huh. you, never oh, can, no. you never can be too sure. No cannibal e-girls exist. Sad. <laughs> Thank fuck. I'd be dead. <laughs> Amazing.
Actually, there there was one. There was an OnlyFans girl who who did that shit. I think we were talking about her one of our first episodes. That was a, yeah, that was a that was a oh, previous yeah. episode. I don't remember which one that was. Yeah, it was that was that was oh, fucking God. wild though. I had completely forgotten about that chick. Oh my god! <laughs> she had like a million something like subscribers on TikTok or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like stupid popular. What the hell? So, are you done with your presentation? I am. Unfortunately, I don't have any more. Um, other than that, you know, she supposedly has vast magical powers uh, and giant floppy flat titties. That's very specified. That sounds a lot like Bigfoot, kind of. Yeah, 13 like... kids, I mean. <laughs> yeah, after a while, that's man. A, that's a lot of milk. A lot of wear and, and she is a, Yeah, she's a giant, so... <laughs> I wonder if she could get a job at Blizzard. No, thanks. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're not into that. You can they're judge triple for feet picks. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Wendigo, what do you, you got? Well, I had Frau Perch, though, the terrifying Christmas witch. Which is, like, you know, it's much less famous than, um... Than the Krampus, but she's from like a similar region, so it's the Alpine region of southern Germany, Austria. Okay, okay Bavaria, pretty much. Yeah, basically, and she's you know a witch slash uh, you know goddess, and just terrifying. She kind of resembles the Scandinavian goddess Frigga, and um, <clears throat> you know it's just like very like old womanly figure. Sometimes they call her, um, was how do you say it, uh, Spinstubenfrau, or Spinning Room Lady. She's depicted with a beak nose made of iron, dressed in rags, perhaps carrying a cane, and generally re- resembles a decrepit old crone. But she like packs a wallop and apparently carries a long knife under her skirt. And um, she's also one of those figures that, you know, she punishes the naughty children. And also she punish the children. What's up? How does she punish oh, she, the children? Does it say? It was one of those things where it's um. She's one of those figures where she's. I guess it's like she stabs them or tortures or tortures them, and apparently she does it with like lazy women also. Give me your fucking toes. So she's like, <laughs> an, yeah, she's anti-lazy women too. I guess. Oh, fucking paste. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, like, if you don't leave her a bowl of porridge and your house is a mess, she'll go rampaging. Oh, Rightfully shit. so. Yeah, like, she'll she'll literally, yeah, so she'll literally, like, kill children and, like, mothers <laughs> and shit. Like, just disembowel them. fucking porridge! <laughs> yeah. No. Um. So she's also, she's interesting, too, because she, she has a relation to the wild hunt, which I thought was interesting. And it kind of relates to certain weird symbolisms that's been going on nowadays. Because I don't know if you guys saw, like, oh, there's symbols of Ragnarok and symbols of the Wild Hunt going on. So would that oh, that yeah. include uh, signings of the White Stag? Yeah, it would. Because I think those had another location. There was a White Stag. Uh, yeah, there was a White Stag. There was another White Stag, and then there was a symbol of like the Aurora Borealis forming the shape of a wolf. Oh, and... cool. So that's is that supposed to be Fenrir? Yeah, that's supposed to be the wool. Well, it's supposed to, I see. I can't remember. If it's Fenrir. Or it's supposed to be the, the the children of Fenrir, who are supposed to eat the sun and moon, and plunge the world into darkness. Nice. 
Um, but yeah, she's very much comparable to Krampus outside of that, though. And, like, the Wild Hunt thing, it's, um... You know, I never really... So they they never really get into much detail on it from what I've seen. They just kind of say, oh, yeah, she's kind of, like, associated with the Wild Hunt and whatnot, right? So does she, like... Believe does she, like, so. participate in the hunt, or does she just sit back yeah, and then, no, like, she, she, gut, she gut and clean them when they... Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, she's supposed to participate in the wild hunt. Uh... She's one of those... She She's weird, because she also has, like, some um, non-negative connotations, too, because one of her other names means shining or bright. So it's I don't know it's weird it's it's definitely a creepier figure though than the Krampus is I'd actually say because uh, we'll now, now is she is she a normal sized woman or is this like a giant as well do you know um she's depicted as looking like a normal crone like a witch basically okay like an ugly witch um they have some like really old picture of it but it doesn't it's like so low quality that's kind of hard to send uh okay gotcha yeah. Um, some other these some of these other depictions of her kind of make her look like the Krampus, but like an old woman body. So it, I don't think that's how she's supposed to look, really. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting because it's it, it's it seems like a more brutal version of the Krampus story. Especially the whole Iron Nose thing that was just pretty random. <laughs> that makes me. I- that just makes me think of like other people who gut children. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to tie it back to them unnecessarily because they get they get enough credit. Uh, you know. Oh both come types on! Give us a little more. Both types of credit, really. Um, <laughs> all the credit. All the, all credit. the time. <laughs> they also really like Reddit. Um, Ew. <laughs> So did you want me to move on to the the other one I had that was weird? This one's weird. This the next one's weird. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, Mar Marilud is the weird one because it's the that it's a horse that goes around in Wales, but it's like kind of like the Wendigo thing where it's got like the the head of like a dead dead horse, and there's rituals where like people carry it around too and like ask for like oh yeah and like I've do the riddles that. and whatnot. That is such cool shit. But, like, what it's originally supposed to represent is, like, the pale horse of death or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically, this the original story, and I believe it, because it, it matches pretty well, is that, uh, you know, like, around the holiday, the holidays and, you know, winter, when things get rough, it's basically, like, the horse goes around and, like, tries to get all, like, tries to get food from people, basically. Food and drink, because apparently this thing likes to drink beer. Where does so, it go if it's just a skeleton, you know? So does it just disappear, or does it just fall on the floor? I think it just disappears. I think it's just, like, kinda, like an apparition, almost, where it's, like, it, it asks riddles, and if you fuck up, basically, it's allowed to go inside and eat all your food and drink all your beer. Oh, Aww, man. <laughs> yeah, um... You know, all it's, these ghosts, they want to get drunk, they want to eat the food, but none of them bring a bong or a bag of swag. What the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's, 
It's not a, like it's funny that it's something so benign, but I mean, great mm. that it eats all your food. I guess that's not really benign, especially during winter time. And yeah, yeah, I guess it is becomes a major thing in winter time when food is scarce. Yeah, well, oh, that's yeah. the other thing too. It's like it, it could be a symbol of like the decay of food and stuff like that too. You know that because it's like it's been a tradition, sort of. They're saying as old as three thousand years ago, this was a thing, and like if oh, that's damn. the case, then yeah. Then, then you know, if something goes and eats all your food and drinks all your beer, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, like, especially yeah. since uh, you didn't have good fresh water back then. Yeah, like, well, I mean, Wales is probably a little better than the rest of like England. England was really bad for fresh water. I want to say that the average Middle Ages time person, I want to say about a quarter of their diet was beer. A quarter of their net calories for the year was beer. They drank a lot. And it was, you know, back in those days, they didn't have the technology to get really high percentage of alcohol in the beer. So, it, you know, it was a good way to keep calories and water somewhat fresh and have a good time. Yeah. Well, it's also, um, it, and it's funny because, like, I, I was kind of wondering, so I went and checked. But, yeah, this is, like, this a similar thing to... There's this, I've seen this done on Halloween also, so I guess they do it. They mm. some people do it for Halloween as well. Oh, I think that's it's more. Cool. Just, I think it's more just an association with winter than Christmas because it is a pagan. Yeah. Uh, so so this doesn't have to be in December. This could take place like yeah. uh, what late October or middle of November yeah. kind of thing. Uh, late October. I mean, if they have Thanksgiving, they might do it then. They they do it for um. Apparently, they do it for May Day as well. So the end of. That sort of thing. Um, so you have to deal with this entity three times a year. I imagine that'd, that'd be fucking terrible. It's like comes over there, it's like, hey, it's time for another riddle, and it's like, no, <laughs> tell me your riddles. I can slam my door in your face. You well, I remember seeing a meme for that butter. horse, and it was like uh, they did the whole uh, what's his name from per- Adult Swim, where he's saying, "Let me in" on the fence. Oh yeah, except, yeah. except they had the Andre. horse. Yeah, so it was Eric yeah. Andre meme saying "Let me in," but then they superimposed the horse over him. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting. I, I'm mostly thinking it is like it is, it is supposed to be a sign of decay and death, but like they kind of try to make, especially in modern times, they try to take like a positive spin on it, make it more silly, <clears throat> which is you know nice. It's definitely better than you know starving. What else do you got for us? Oh, uh, well, I also had the, the Krampus himself, which is, you know, the half man, half goat. Also, what I would consider largely a southern German thing. So is he supposed to be a demon or something else? Um, That's the interesting thing, because it's one of those things where I've seen... I've heard other versions of it where he's not, but I, I would say I've he read... would be... I've read several different versions where he's not as well, but I would definitely lean towards demon. Well, I would lean, like I said, it's one of those things where I like the classical Greek term because it doesn't yeah. have the same implications where it's like yeah. the demon in the Greek sense just means it's like, you know, an entity beyond like our physical world more so than anything. Yeah. And I would say that this thing yeah. isn't like it, it exists to teach a lesson and like, you know, not all, like not all the stories are as brutal as others. You know, there's some mm-hmm. where he's like killing kids. There's other where he's just like giving them an ass beating for being dickheads before Christmas. 
my you personal know, favorite story, yeah, my personal favorite story as a small child was my dad would sit me down around Christmas time and tell me about the Krampus and how he's going to show up and kick my little ass for being bad all year and stuff me in the sack and take me away. That was good times. I thought there was like a female Krampus too, which uh, I posted that meme online and it pretty much triggered a whole bunch of guys who got uh, fetishes for large women that, you know, they're into the whole large mommy milkers and getting stepped on and all that stuff or getting set on. So that, that uh, checked a lot of their, a lot of their checklists like boxes were checked off on that one. Yeah, they were like, oh. Horns, <laughs> giant hits, and goat hooves. So, well, so how far did you go so how far does this Krampus go back? So the Krampus is a, is a Christian thing, as far as I can tell. I'm sure it has some pre-Christian origins, right? Like, I'm sure it probably has similar things to the Marilud, where it's like a... I'm sure it's like some sort of figure of, like, uh, the troubles that come with winter, you know? And I think mm-hmm. they kind of took it over. I think the, when the Christians took the region, they, it probably became more of a figure of like, you know, a Christian lesson, you know, like, Oh, go go behave yourself. Be a good Christian boy. So the Krampus is apparently supposed to be the, apparently supposed to be the opposite of Santa Claus where Santa comes along and rewards good kids. Krampus comes along half goat, half demon, who literally horrifically beats the shit out of little kids. If they, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing though is, (laughs) but so like demons do that, in like in Christian lore and stuff, demons do that, and they're they're still performing uh-huh. a function. Like God lets mm-hmm. them perform that function, you know. And yeah, they're because they're there to teach. Yeah, they're there. They're there to make sure you know the you learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. Oh God damn it! I got caught by a paywall. Shit. So, do you have any more on Krampus? Um, I mean, fascists apparently were paying off. Pamphlets warning kids about Krampus in the nineteen thirties. I I saw uh, I saw a video a while back where a bunch of a bunch of uh, new Germans, how you put it? Uh, yeah, they didn't take kindly to the whole festival of Krampus on Krampus Nut, and they tried attacking the people dressed as Krampus, but they ended up turning the tables, and all these guys dressed as Krampus. <laughs> Started beating the shit out of the new Germans, and you could see the video that they were getting chased down the street. And I think that was on a. Those nice guys deserve that. (laughs) Trying to think of it, Uh, it was uh, what something live. I can't remember. Same, same, same website that has all the Chinese industrial accidents. It was seen on there. Oh, uh, not Live Leak. Yeah, it was on Live Leak. I believe you get get that video on. Yeah. God, I, didn't, I didn't even think of pulling that video footage, but it was hilarious. So I've are you done with everything, or was that just your gonna, last? I was just going to say that the Krampus thing is, it, you know, it, it, there's a few different portrayals, though. You know, not all of them are as bad as others. You know, and some of them, like he's kind of a companion to Santa almost, versus like mm-hmm. versus like just being some demon, like some evil fucking demon. It's like Santa brings him along for the ride, you know. He's bound in chains, isn't he? So, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen depictions like that. Yeah, it's there. I've seen. I don't know. I've heard a whole bunch of different versions, but like, because like I don't know. So like to put things, some members of my family are like Southern German, Northern Italian. You know what I mean? 
like and they're like of different kinds. So I've heard like at least three different versions of it myself, you know what I mean? As a kid. <laughs> but I don't take it too seriously. Yeah, I wouldn't want to think that the Krampus was real, only because I know I'd get my ass beat. Every I do think year. it's interesting. He looks like a <laughs> like a like a satyr, you know, like he looks like a satyr. He's just like uh, yeah. Like I think he, it's cool that he, it started becoming popular like over the years because like years like maybe twenty yeah. something years ago you never heard of it, and then like maybe five years back I'm thinking like they started bringing yeah. the tradition back and making it popular. Yeah, again. yeah. Well, they they have another name for the people who dress like them and stuff, and the. They do like do that like weird little ritual thing, where you're like warning the kids to be good. Otherwise, you know, you don't just go hear your dad's belt. I remember <laughs> hearing about it from a teacher who was from uh, Czechoslovakia, and he told us about the whole Krampus knot. And it sounded really cool because I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> it's like he sounds pretty, you know, yeah. brutal. You know, it's like scaring the hell out of kids for Christmas. Yeah, I know because ah. like uh, it's definitely more common in like Bavaria, Austria, and like Czechoslovakia. Like, let's be honest, Czechoslovakia's base should be part of Germany anyway. It's all rifle German clay, like southern Germany. Uh, it used to be Austria. I mean, but yeah, it's not yeah. Czechoslovakia anymore. I think it's what uh, Slovakia and Czech Republic yeah. now, or what, however many countries it broke up to. Um. So. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I've heard similar things, like similar Krampus things. I don't remember if they call it something different or not, but like from like this more Swiss side of my family too. So, you know. so I've got a thing here called the Yule goats, and these are pretty right. cool. So this this comes from like Sweden. So every year, cities and towns in Sweden build large statues of Yule goats called Yulebok in Swedish. So the most famous one is a goat in Halve, and the goat is built on the first day of Advent in late November or early December, intended to stand for the holiday season and part of the Yule celebrations. Now, Yule is a celebration of the winter solstice, and it takes place over 10 days, starting December 21st or 22nd, and almost every year, pranksters damage or burn down the Halve goat before celebrations can even start. Now, the town doesn't want to give up, even though... uh, you know, they try to keep finding different ways to protect the goat. So they'll put guards or fencing or trying to make it flame resistant or even spraying it with water so it would freeze and make it more difficult to light. But the town has observed the tradition since 1966, and the goat has been damaged 37 times as of December 2019. So let that sink in how many times it's been burnt since 2019. That's pretty, pretty fucking wild. So, so the Yule I mean, goats' uh, origins date back to ancient pagan festivals. A popular theory is that the goat is connected to worship of the Norse god Thor, who rode the sky in a chariot drawn by two goats, Tanjostir, which means teeth grinder, and uh, Tanskrisner, which means teeth bearer. And uh, you can see um, them like in paintings of Thor, like drawing this chariot. So. Uh, Another theory is this practice is based on the Indo-European harvest traditions, where the last sheaf of grain bundled during the harvest was thought to contain the spirit of the harvest, and it was saved before the Yule celebrations. Now, many European customs include harvest gods that look like goats, and farmers often refer to their bundles as the goats because of the resemblance. Now, the, the role of the Yule goat has changed over time, so in Scandinavia, young men in costumes would walk between houses singing songs and performing pranks. 
And the group of Christmas characters would often include the Yule Goat, a rowdy, sometimes scary creature. Now, the group would be rewarded with candies or seasonal treats. In some traditions, a member of each household visited would join the group in this practice called Yulebucking or Yulebucking. So it has nothing to do with buck breaking. And it's still practiced in some parts of Scandinavia today. And it's similar how Halloween costumes uh, go in the United States. Now, in Sweden, people believe the Yule Goat to be an invisible spirit that would appear before Christmas to make sure the holiday preparations were done correctly. And the uh, goat eventually took on the role of a gift giver, and uh, sometimes it's seen in places alongside Santa, who is called a Yule Totem. So a popular Christmas prank was to take a Yule goat made out of straw or wood and then place it in the neighbor's home without them noticing. And if the family was pranked, they had to figure out a way to get rid of it the same way. And in uh, modern Scandinavia, the old goat has become a popular Christmas ornament decoration. And these goats are usually made out of straw and they're bound with red ribbon. Oh, God, that reminds me of the gnome game. <laughs> What's the That's gnome so game? Funny. The gnome game is where you take a random, you go buy yourself a nice random yard gnome. And the object is to put it somewhere where it's plainly obvious to you. But that the person whose yard you're putting it in doesn't notice it. And to see how long it takes them to notice it. Okay. I've put I've put five gnomes in one lady's front porch. She that's has a little awesome. thing. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's, that's almost a great way to fuck um, with someone. It was like it a is. prank like that where someone kidnapped someone's gnome and they were like uh, yeah. a flight attendant, oh, so they were fuck. like globe hopping. And they were sending uh-huh. like all these postcards home with the gnome, like in photos of different like uh, locations around the world, and like they just this awesome. snow went like base... around the world, and then they dropped. Didn't they off. base the travelocity gnome off of that? Um, Probably. I'm not sure. It wouldn't surprise I, me. I uh, think they did. I'm not a hundred. I was gonna sure. say when you when you brought up gnomes, all I could think of was the conspiracy theories or fake conspiracy theories my friends have been posting on Facebook about the gnomes being real. Fuck and, that! Like, gnomes are movies. real. The weird little music videos. And, yeah, like gnomes Hyperborea are posting, but about gnomes. Yeah, uh, gnomes I don't think I've seen real. too many I of those. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool, though. They're a thing. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty funny. So, so here's like a thing. It was like, uh, it's kind of like a lesser version of Krampus. It's the Belschnickel. So this originated in the Palatine region of Europe and is thought to be believed a companion or servant of St. Nicholas. And he's often adorned in animal fur and torn or dirty clothes and will sometimes wear deer antlers atop his head hence the german word bells so, so the, that translates into fur and nickel refers to uh the i guess the hint of saint nicholas so the bell snickel so is also so, called chris crinkle belt snickel or pell snickel and uh they said sometimes is also called the christmas woman which is weird and uh, sometimes he arrives dressed in women's clothing, so that's, that's <laughs> oh no! It's a so Christmas unlike room. so unlike Santa, the the Belschnickel travels alone, and arrives at home like one to two weeks before Christmas. So, like Santa, he determines that the children are deserving of Christmas treats or discipline for their behavior. So he carries a switch in his hand. For the naughty in a pocket full of cakes, candies, or nuts for the well-behaved children. Yeah, that's similar to one of the Krampus ones I've heard. Yeah, so it's it's like the same switch. It's called a row, and it's made out of like a bundle of sticks that they beat yeah. kids with. 
So yeah, upon his arrival, right yeah, it's almost like the English word for cigarette. So uh, upon his arrival, uh, watching you, like you just have a uh, doctor stalking you for two weeks before Christmas. Like you have to fuck right <laughs> to find out, kiddo. So like the children are called upon to answer his questions, but they have to do it in sing song. In exchange, he'll throw cakes and candies and nuts on the floor. But if the children die for the like the, the treats immediately, they're they're gonna be punished. So they have to like restrain themselves, and then he'll allow them to get the goodies, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so like uh, if they can't recount like their good behavior throughout the year, he'll like uh, threaten to swat their hands or their backside of the switch, and uh, the the well mannered boys and girls get the treat. So uh, the Belschnickel visits uh, come to serve to remind children that they still have time to stay out of trouble before Christmas. And, you know, it gives him, like, uh, you know, make him think twice before, like, doing bad things. And so for those who dare to meet him, uh, there's, like, a a place in Pennsylvania, Americana region, during the holiday season where you can see him. So every year in early December, the the Pennsylvania German Cultural Heritage Center holds Christmas on a farm in Kurtzstone. And the annual event uh, celebrates the Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas traditions in the the Belschnickel always makes an appearance there. So this Christmas, uh, you probably uh, toast the legendary uh, character. They have a Belschnickel Dark Lager. It's a locally brewed beer. And you can see a picture of the Belschnickel on the label. And it, they say it's a cinnamon and ginger extract to give it like a flavor. Uh, I, it sounds like an interesting beer. It's like, I don't know if you can custom order this online beer. or what. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool, man. Yeah, I would drink that. The I Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Dutch and German are pretty cool, man. Mm. And so, I've got another Christmas person who's got a bit of controversy attached to him. So, uh, we're talking about Zwarte Pete here. And, uh, oh, <laughs> he plays an integral part of the beloved Dutch celebration, so... Every November, the Sinterklaas holiday marks the arrival of the Sint, which is the Saint in the Netherlands. And he comes by boat from Spain, and he's accompanied by his helpers, the Zwarte Pieten. So parades and festivals celebrate Sinterklaas, like entrance all over the country. Maybe celebrations, Sinterklaas, the stoic hero, and Zwarte Piet is seen as a clownish helper. Traditionally, the Dutch people portray uh, the characters in full blackface makeup. And he's tossing candy to gifts to children, but uh, the character's original costume comes complete with an afro wig, red lips, and hooped earrings. Now, the character has changed a bit. He's just a a Congolese slave. Yeah. No, no, he's not, he's not even from there. He's hilarious. He's Spaniard. It is. No, 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 no. That was racist. He's a maybe. He's a Spaniard. He's like one of those black. uh, He's a more black fascist fighting for Spain. So uh, the the character has changed quite a bit since the 1850s. Now, so he was originally seen as assistant to a stern and punishing Sinterklaas, but around 1890 the roles were reversed, and Sinterklaas was the softer character, and Swarte Pete became the scary character who would rattle his chains and threaten children with this, you know, switch, which is the same thing. The road he carries he carries a stick that like everyone's getting beaten with. With you know, you know, Belschnickel has one. you know, basically uh, just like has the, one. He's the stereotypical Puerto Rican parent. He's just starting to beat kids <laughs> with a fucking stick. 
So, uh, oh my God, yes. So Suerte Pete's role in the Cinder Claw celebrations evolved over time. So he was once the sole Punisher, but by the late 1960s, he became like a friend to the children. And they bring gifts <laughs> and treats for the good children, while the naughty kids are playfully warned that they'll be whipped and taken away to Spain in one of his burlap sacks. No, not Spain. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, <laughs> and so um, there's like a... There's a similar tradition of Christmas uh, that also contains like the blackening of one's skin. So it's not just worthy peat. So this takes place in the Balkans and, uh, the, you know, like particularly like Romania. So they call this like the bear dancers. So the bear dance can be found in Romania and they believe that blackening your skin brings good luck. So everybody gets it, not just the people participating. So, so the people might be dressed up and if you're like watching in the crowd, they might like come up and rub some like, coal on your face to the black in your face too and so this this bear custom is a pre-christian tradition mostly found in the the bukovina area its origins is a pagan ritual of the ghetto dacians which are ancient people that consider the bear a sacred animal yeah and uh, the group is made up of young men disguised as bears bear leaders plovers and drummers and each one of them is playing a role in this ritual and the ritual presents the bear's death and rebirth, which uh, symbolizes the new year that's about to come. So it's like the whole seasonal thing, you know, where the bear's alive in the spring, you know, it goes into hibernation in the fall, you know, appears to be dead and then comes back to life, you know. Yeah, so that's why really they, think similar. It's they, they think this thing is shamanic in its own way. They, they think the bear is a healer. Yeah. It's really similar to like the, it's um, probably as close as you're going to get the original. These European yeah, traditions Lou, is that, that you? around Christmas. I've got a little something else. Yep. Oh no! Gotta undo. Oh shit! I accidentally deleted something I wasn't supposed to. Oh shit! Let's see if I can pull it back up. Wow! So I got a thing on tulpas. And I'll I'll relate it oh, yeah. to, uh, to our Christmas traditions, but I want you to hear out what a tulpa is for those that don't know. So a tulpa is a thought form that is so heavily concentrated upon that it becomes taking a life of its own, like kind of like an imaginary friend, but stronger. Now a tulpa starts out as a character that's thought up by a person. However, after much thought is said about that character, that character starts to develop a personality of its own independent to the person who's imagining it. And since the internet began to get interested in this idea, the concept of a tulpa has started to evolve and change. Uh, the concept of a tulpa is a traditional Tibetan form, and the more modern concept is a little bit different. So, uh, But they're going to go about like uh, different methods to create them. So it all depends on whether you believe in the tales of the old world Tibet or you're a fan of the, the modern tulpa mythos. In both mythologies, a tulpa is made by concentrating heavily on a, on a creature. And the, the creator will think of uh, everything regarding to this tulpa, including a personality, its appearance, and its preferences. And at time, the thought form starts to become more and more real. However, I've got some. there's the creational steps to uh, stop being the same. So in the realm of the Tibetan lore, the tulpa creation involves meditation yeah. as well as the possibility of certain rituals to strengthen it. And among more uh, modern incantations of the myth, uh, 
Regular talking to your tulpa and emphasizing your beliefs in the tulpa will help. And according to Tibetan belief, a tulpa is only as powerful as the, the hots that came from it. So um, a tulpa that came from a person who wasn't like that focused or didn't take part in serious meditation wouldn't have a really strong corporeal form. And it might just seem like a great misnomer. On the other hand, a tulpa that is made from extremely powerful thought could quickly become a godlike being. Now, I want you to take in consideration that Santa Claus could be a tulpa. And conservatively, you're thinking about maybe two billion children in the world that believe in him and they're thinking about him. So you got to think, uh, like this combined thought form of all these children believing in Santa, they could physically manifest one. And some people claim on Christmas so like they see Santa and reindeer flying at night, or they they claim they heard him. You know, so I think that would be pretty strong if you got multiple children concentrating on this thing of really believing. It. And uh, what do you guys think about that? I mean, it's not ridiculous. I, it's definitely better than what X is always talking about with their weird shit. Yeah, nowhere near <laughs> as weird. Yeah, I mean, the concept of a tulpa, well, basically, in in my reading and learning about the concept, it seems like it's an intentional split in the personality, but guided, because you're concentrating on what that thing is going to be. There's a famous story off of the Chans, D-Tan gets it done, I'm trying to find it, and I can't. I'll let you know if I do. It's a really good read, and I think it fits the subject very nicely. And it's basically this person giving themselves over to the tulpa and allowing the tulpa to take control of their body for long periods of time. And they so the tulpa possesses them. Yes, and that's kind of spooky. I was I was kind of thinking of this whole thing. It's kind of is, like the warg or like all the orcs that believe mm-hmm, in something mm-hmm, manifested. Mm-hmm. So. So all these oh, kids yeah. believe. So, like, think about the orcs. You know, their belief in Santa. You know, he's going to be really fast because oh, he's uh, got a red coat. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Maybe blinding. <laughs> yeah, Santa, matter... Santa's the leader of the Speed Boys, or whatever they're called. Oh, I can't remember their names. The Fast Boys. And Speddy Bike Boys, the Jet Bike Boys. He's. I mean. Goodness sakes. And Rudolph, I mean. Yeah. He's got a red nose, uh, so he's leading the charge. So, yeah, that's going to pull that sleigh pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about slapping twin turbos on a reindeer. What the hell? Where do God. you even hang the bracket? What if Santa was an orc? That'd be amazing. Oh, that'd be so good. He'd probably just be stealing shit, though, instead. He'd just be like, <laughs> he'd be building like, a giant uh, So Santa Claus works exclusively in the big cities? <laughs> Yeah, inner inner city Santa. He just takes things for Christmas instead of giving them out. Oh, that's right. So, so would that make all the elves squigs? Yeah, yeah, they, the elves are just oh, squigs. Shit, squigs and grots. Yeah, it's like Dark Crusade all over again, just using his meat shields. PTS did a orc Christmas, orcmas. I want to say like four or five years ago, and it got yanked down immediately, but oh my god, it was golden, and I do believe he did use squigs and 
Grotz as his elves. It's just orcs looting San Francisco. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, like, I got a little video we can play. Throw that up. And this is like an old, you know, uh, 1947 Christmas film, so we got plenty of time for a blast from the past segment. You guys see it in... Yep. I got it. All right, let me start it. Excuse me. I start antibiotics tonight for a sinus infection. Oh, boy. That sucks. You can't have any... Yeah, I can't have... Well, I don't drink, but there's this other thing I do, and I can't do that for a week. Yeah, pretty much. Santa's holding back for the war effort. Now put out the light. Good night, Good night, Mommy. Santa got ganked by Polar. You know who's. Shit! Base, he wants a machine gun. And my puppy. Our puppy. I have an idea, Anne. If Santa is so poor this year, why don't we give him a present? He's always been so good to us. Let's, Dickie, please. Come on, let's go. Would he like this, Dickie? It's broken, silly. Maybe he could refurbish it. Wholesome. Surprised didn't get their asses beat. Right. What can we give him, Dickie? What can we give him? Sit up, fella. Here it is. Thanks, Dickie. 
Like the, the kids go down to see Santa and they just get the shit beat out of them by Krampus. <laughs> that would be pretty based. <laughs> you little bastards. <laughs> like, fuck around and find out, kiddos. <laughs> Krampus throws the whole Christmas tree out the window. That's it, you're done. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming they don't have central heating because they're worried about the kids being cold. I have an idea, Anne. Yes. That's probably the era of wood stove and coal heat. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Thirties, forties, fifties. Heck, we still use coal heat here where I live. Very, very cold. I wonder if that's old teen that was heated up. One kids. Fuck around and find out. I wonder how many takes he had to do without the kids falling down the stairs. <laughs> I would pay good money to see the outtake there, reel there, for this movie. <laughs> for fuck's sake, Klaus, they're kids, not Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> that just makes it better. Lindsay well, one, doesn't of them, one of them could have had polio, you know, couldn't walk right. Yeah. I mean, like, Lindsay Lohan, you kind of expect her to go down the stairs, you know? Hiller should have just called FDR polio boy. <laughs> you can't even see his breath. So That leads me to believe he lives in the hollow earth. You know, in Argartha, and it's warm year-round. He has to go out to the North Pole to do his travel. I mean, how else is he going to hide all that industrial manufacturing facilities and shit? And all those people! Elves or people or whatever they are. I gotta imagine there's gotta be at least two or three billion working for him now. Wouldn't it be pretty awesome that instead of seeing elves, you just see a bunch of Congolese people tied up in space? <laughs> You mean Morris? Are you talking about Morris in Spain again? No, I'm just making fun of the, the fact that, well, Zorte, Zorte Pizza, a Belgian thing, isn't he? Ah, uh, they said Netherlands. I think Dutch, okay. whatever. I feel like I say, because I'll be like, oh, well, you know, Belgian Congo. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, no, they just think he's Spaniard. He's got, like, pantaloons and shit. You know what just hit me? Zorte Pete? Is that Spanish dude's boyfriend? Think about it. Who? Yeah. Spanish dude. Um, the person whom Suarte Pete shows up with. Um, oh dear. Santa Claus? I guess. Does he show up with Santa? I thought That's he who shows up, up with. Okay, I thought he showed up with they the just, they Spanish just... dude. No, they call him they call him Sinterklaas. That's just their translation of Santa Claus. Uh, oh, okay. Boy, that explains a lot about the quality of toys in the last 10 years. Yeah. 
fucking Santa brought a sack full of ass weapons, you spoiled kids. <laughs> that is a machine gun. It's before they had the ATF. Back in the days when $15 would get you all you never needed. What if that doll's haunted? It's got those crazy eyes that flip open. Turns into the Annabelle doll. It still pisses me off that the Annabelle doll's just a normal ass fucking raggedy Ann. Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. Like, oh, this, thing, this thing doesn't have a big dick energy at all. There was an attempt at a movie made with an innocent looking killer doll. I can't. It was an 80s B movie. I can't remember the name of it, but it was Child's surprisingly play? ahead. Pardon? Child's Play? No, not Child's Play, because. Puppet Chucky Master? Obviously. That's another one. Puppet Master was vile. I loved it. <laughs> Ten-year-old B saw the first Puppet Master movie and was scarred for life. It was great. Yeah, I remember seeing it and just wanting to beat the shit out of clowns. Right. Right. Now I find myself in a dilemma. I don't trust or like male clowns. Female yeah. clowns, however, the clissy. Yeah. He got I'm, you acting strange. Yeah, I might be weird. I saw you comment that earlier. And I was, I was I'm surprised some of your friends are really getting into that, you know. So like, ah, well, let's see if I can find some images. Yeah, to dude. The amount, people, the amount of people, the amount of people on homegirls post that are horned is way too many. I think it's a dude, and he's just getting a whole bunch of simps. I'm hoping. Oh, I'm hoping geez. that that's actually a dude. And then he exposes all like their DMs. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't think no. I don't know. I hope I don't want to get my hopes up about it, but I really do hope it's a dude. This is a lesson, kids. You should learn from this. Never ever assume number one that that's a woman, yeah. or number two that she isn't going to blackmail the shit out of you, or number yeah, three exactly. she isn't just going to maliciously expose everything anyway. Yeah. And number three, I'll bonk you on the head and send you to horny jail myself. Fuck yeah. Have so that, we'll travel. So, moderator Mosley, I think we're pretty much towards the end of our show. Do you have any social media where our viewers can follow you at? Well, you can find me over at Neckbeardia D&D on Facebook. Uh, shit. Not really anything else at the moment. Someday soon. Okay. Dan, uh, where can our fans find you at on social media? You can find me on a little podcast called It's Almost Positive. Uh, this week we went to go see Gabby and had her uh, birthday celebration in a fancy hotel. Oh, so you're going to tell me why you love me? And, uh, you know, fucking, uh, you know, Lane, of course, got fucking super wrecked. Guys, it's shot time. I got to wow. pee. <laughs> Never heard of that. Uh, we had uh, a few people show up. Uh, this based fucking gay dude showed up, but I don't know how based he is. He started talking about abortion. Oh, I mean, trust me, I want to abort with the best of them. Like, I can have an abortion every day I would, okay? If I could just lose that weight. But unfortunately, that's not how my Chipotle gets processed through. And, uh, Chipotle is an abortion. He's right. Yeah, no, we had, we had some oysters, so you know what that means. Like cum cum, oh, no. and uh, <laughs> fucking uh, you know Lane. Lane is getting more based as as the days go by. She's been talking about uh, the premium race. The premium race. So I, I'm, I'm sure oh, we know what. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure we know what race she's talking about. Uh, and uh, this week we actually have uh, 
Bill McClintock coming on the show, who, uh, if you guys don't know, he's actually responsible for that Mariah Carey uh, Marilyn Manson matchup. Oh, I heard that song the other day. Oh, nice. Don't play the whole thing. We might get popped. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So we're going to have him on the show, and he's going to go through his process of how he creates the music. So it Dude, that's pretty cool. Great. If you tell somebody that they are a bitch, then you know what you're going to get? You're going to get a bitch. <laughs> what was that accent supposed to be? <laughs> you know what it was. I think she's speaking in cursive. <laughs> Lord, she trying. So, Saturday, we'll meet up for Depleted Uranium Drive-In Theater. And I believe we're going to start off with Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. I don't know what our second feature will be, but if you want to catch that on Twitch TV, just follow Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge on Twitch. And look us up at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge at Motel and RV Park on Twitter. And I think that wraps it up. Uh, we were supposed to have Manifash and uh, Brandy, but I don't know what the hell happened to them. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is like a weather-related thing. I don't know if this is just like a holiday, you know, holiday, you know, time kind of thing where you people know, got California's on fire. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> to be honest, you know, the year I moved out of California was 2010 and i don't know if you guys know this or not but uh literally the day after i moved out of town the whole entire mountain range caught on fire it was fucking great the sad part was for me was seeing a bunch of i used to be a landscaper and seeing a bunch of my hard sweat and tears go up in flames that hurt a little bit yeah that, that does suck everything else fuck it <laughs> no offense guys you know I love you I miss you but I'm never coming home <laughs> <laughs> well thanks guys for having me on for my first ever live thing yeah, no, you, did, you did pretty good man considering it's your first time doing it yeah you're not the first guy from Neckbeardia like on here cause we've had other guys from the Neckbeardia server and, uh, nice one of them was kind of cringe, one of them was kind of bass, and one of them was just like, uh, I think he was really scared to talk. Like, like I think he had a social anxiety or everything. But he's always posting on our server. Hi. Hi, don't call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would, that, that would be Tom Bud that was uh, a little bit shy. Uh, but as long yeah. as we keep finding guys on the Neckbeardia server that want to talk about different X-related topics on our show, uh, yeah, pitch yeah. pitch me like a, pitch me an episode idea or whatever concept you want to talk about, and uh, convince me. Uh, okay, this is a good idea for a show, and we'll have you on. Oh man, we'll we should make fun of Y two K next episode. Oh my fuck yes! Uh, I was I was wanting to talk about time travel, you know. For I mean, it kind of fits. It kind of fits with the theme. It really does. We could, we could talk about John Teeter, and we yeah. could talk about all that other stuff. Yeah, Y2K, man. I remember my mom being terrified of Y2K. My dad was horrified. Shit. He bought, <laughs> I think it was 15 boxes of different types of MREs, and he 
was like really freaked out. He thought the world was gonna end. I was, I was out by Reno, Nevada at the time. We were wondering if like all the uh, slot machines were gonna pay out or do some sort of queer, weird like funny. that, you know? Yeah. And uh, Best Buy was freaking out of people possibly looting the store, so they had guys with AKs like on the roof, like patrolling. Oh the, yeah, I sure remember seeing that. Best Buy yeah. roof, roof Korean mercenaries. It was, it was like lit, dude. Because we were like. Like if, I was like, if Y2K screws up all the electronics, why would we glue electronics? They no longer work. It was just kind of one of those kind of things. Yeah. Well, what the the thing was is, so at the time, what they thought was going to happen was early engineers had engineered two-digit date system. So instead of our now standard 2021, it would show 21. And what they were worried about was when the century rolled over and all those computers hit zero again, that they'd freak the fuck out and basically cripple all the infrastructure at the time. Admittedly, there really wasn't a lot at the time compared to today. Um, But the little bit that was there they were worried about was like the flight traffic control systems and shit like that. Well, it turns out they had a fix all the way back in 1990 that they applied. It was just a simple software fix, and all it was was it told the computer, yeah. okay, so instead of 19, you put 20. <laughs> yeah. And everything was fucking fine. I think I read about one instance of a computer dying because of the, the issue. Oh, did it like permanently brick, or were they able to put a firmware update on it? more than likely what they did was just reinstall Windows 95 or 98 and fix the problem because uh, at the time you could download Windows 98 like you can do with Windows 10 to Windows 11 um, but it took fuck all forever on dial up and so what they would do is they wouldn't put they would just put the very bare minimum upgrade requirements in there for programs and the UI and stuff like that and they wouldn't change any of the basic core stuff like the clock programs so if you install from a fresh CD copy that has usually has all the fixes and it's a complete install at that point that means that it has all the subservices already enabled and changed and it has all the software fixes you usually or up to the point the CD was made. But if you do an internet download at the time, they cut it down so far that they cut the critical update out and people who de- who had done the internet download update from Windows 95 to Windows 98, there were... One was bricked permanently because the user was stupid and he tried to do a firmware update and that failed. That's what bricked that machine. And then the other two, it was just a, a simple matter of reinstalling Windows 98 from a CD. Okay. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. All right, and then we'll see everybody again in two weeks. Amazing. Bye. Bye, dude.